Have you heard the news today? The world's become a better place. I wonder how. And everybody sings in peace. There's only one thing that we need. It's unapologetic. Hello, welcome to Unapologetic. I'm Maria. And I'm Ellie. And today we'll be talking about online dating. Fun. <laughs> Okay, so I really pushed for this idea. I came into the room and I was like, we have to do an episode on online dating. But wait, and first what? you need to introduce yourself like properly because what? you're because you're on the on the podcast for the first time. So tell everyone, who are you? I'm Ellie. <laughs> I'm Ellie. Uh, I'm from Argentina, but I grew up in Miami, and I'm doing a master's in sociology, and I'm also working for a nonprofit. And I'm the chair of the podcast committee. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> well, if you were listening in the past, you would know I'm Maria. I'm from Greece. And I'm excited to do this. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> so, as you said. So, yeah, online dating. Uh, Love-hate relationship with online dating. But I'm really excited to talk about it. It is pretty interesting. And we have quite a few things to talk about today. We first will talk about our own experiences and we also did some polls on our Instagram stories to get more input into what people think, how they feel, what their experiences have been. So we'll go into that. They have a lot to say. Yeah. <laughs> people really love talking about this stuff. So it was really fun to go over everything. And we also talk about ghosting and breadcrumbing, which are things that uh, we kind of delved into a bit this week and it was really fun. And also... Yeah, there's this thoughts, we'll go over them. <laughs> and then we also talk about liquid love, which we'll explain in more detail later. You'll see if you have no idea what that is. Neither did I, but now I know. So let's start. Let's do it. Maria, how do you feel about online dating? Hmm, I was in a relationship for like three years now. Wait, no, two. No, two years. It uh, felt like three. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just recently stopped dating. And now I've been, you know, thinking maybe apps are the, the way to go. So far, nothing has happened. Okay. And <laughs> um, I have been, like, texting people and stuff. And it's been an interesting experience. But I must say, I'm one of those people that are kind of like, mm, I would like to meet someone in person. And like, <laughs> I get it. But I just, I think that's more my thing. Because so far, that's all I've done. And that's all I know. I mean, I'm still on the dating apps. I mean, so. the idea of meeting someone organically in person is so romanticized. Yeah. I mean, uh, my really good friend, uh, I'm not going to say her name, but my really good friend, <laughs> she always talks about how dating apps were not for her. It's just not a thing. She's very much a romantic. And for me, when I think of meeting someone organically, I think of the, the fairy tale of like you're at the library <laughs> and you drop your books and then Mr. Wright or Miss Wright, they write, <laughs> picks up, someone picks up your books off the floor and hands them to you and you're like, okay, like this is the man of my dreams. Yeah. That's not realistic these days. That no no one's going to pick up your books from the floor and hand them to you. You're going to have to pick them up yourself. Huh? Yeah. Or even, <laughs> or even at a bar. Yeah. Think about meeting someone at a bar. It's still awkward. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so our, what are your thoughts then? Uh, I have a love-hate relationship with online dating. 
Less hate, more love. It's fun. I have fun. I met two of my exes on dating apps uh, when I was an undergrad. And I have gone on dates here and there. I did it in Miami for a bit. That was traumatic. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, I'm doing it here. And I'm exploring a little bit. It's definitely interesting. It's definitely interesting. And everyone that responded to us kind of had... Uh, similar responses I feel like there was nothing that really stood out to me as super unique yeah when when we asked them what they liked about online dating I think it was a lot of uh yeah it's it can be fun but then it was also a lot of it's not feels forced it's not natural yeah there were a lot of people that were saying that I mean the goods of it in what people said to me was that they like that you can expand your social circles which I also thought for me was kind of something that I wanted to do. I This is really funny. But um, recently I was like, well, not right now, but b- before I was like, you know what? I'm going to find artsy people and I'm just going to scroll. Every time I see anyone that goes to art school, I'm just going to scroll right. <laughs> I don't know if I like them or not. I just want to get to know people in art school. In the end, it didn't work out. But I did my part. I, I tried. Um, but I still don't have art school friends. If you want to be my friend and you go to art school, hit me up. Yeah, you can find her on on the Instagram. <laughs> Fun. Yeah. Well, it's crazy how many people have tried online dating. Well, I yeah. guess it's not crazy. It's the norm. I mean, I so especially in, in big cities. Like, if you're yeah. in a rural area, I feel like it's probably not as widespread. Because you know everybody. <laughs> yeah, but on um, big cities, I feel like. Like, how else do you connect? Because, you know, in urban environments, you won't talk to people on the street and you only meet people through classes or your work environment or whatever. And so it's an easy way to expand your social circle and be like, oh, I want to meet someone. And then also it's kind of explicit that this was what you're looking for. Yeah. But is it too easy? We'll get to that. (laughs) (laughs) Could be. Could be. Yeah. So let's give more of the stats that we got from the... Posts? From the polls, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I got 77% of the people that responded to me, which was like 100-something people, said that they have tried online dating. Yeah, the majority in mine also, mine was 70%, said that they have tried it. Good for them. <laughs> but for so, them. But then the next question where it's like we asked what they like or dislike, or I also asked why they've stopped, those were flooding in with... Men are trash. Like, I've never seen so many messages that say men are trash. This is really funny also because <laughs> we got different responses depending on our social circles. And yeah. I didn't really get that as much. But that might be because I, from the responses I got, not many people were straight. So that was funny. Yeah, my, my audience seems to be predominantly hetero. It is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> Maybe I need to expand. <laughs> if you want to. If I want to. Uh, so, where were we? Uh, yeah, people said that they found it forced or unorganic or impersonal. Also, people find it exhausting, like I said earlier. Yeah. I got a lot of replies saying, oh, this is too much. I can't keep replying to people. Which goes with the ghosting that we'll talk about later. A lot of the times you just don't feel like replying and like it's nothing personal. You're just like, I can't do this right now. Yeah. I feel like that happens often to me and to people around me. I don't know if it's like a widespread thing, but it feels like it. Yeah. Do you feel guilty for it? Not if it's just like, mm, sometimes, like if you actually had a conversation and then you kind of are like, mm, I'm, I'm going to stop now. Then it feels a bit, a bit annoying. If if they just said hey or something and then you don't reply, I don't feel guilty. Yeah. 
Another thing that we were asking people is if they actually managed to get anything serious out of going on a date from an online platform. And it was, again, interesting because me and Ellie both did it in our different um, audiences. audiences. And I got 35% said they actually got something um, out of it, which was like 25 people or something. It's very low. Yeah. And you got... 50-50. Which was really interesting because... Yeah. I guess maybe in the U.S., because most of your friends are from, right? Yeah. In the U.S., it's more of a thing. And here, you actually meet people from other areas as well, maybe. I don't know. It's possible. I feel like uh, maybe because of the other responses that I got, where people were like, oh, I got tired of it, I think it's taken less seriously in general in the U.S., maybe, online dating. Oh, maybe. Well, whatever. Either way, we thought that was pretty interesting. And then also... Going to the into the ghosting part, we were asking questions about that, and seventy three percent of the people said that they have been ghosted, which I thought was really telling. Yeah, and then even worse, eighty five percent said that they have ghosted someone. Yeah, I don't know. I have. Have you? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like accidentally, especially on dating apps, <laughs> it's so easy because there's so many people, and obviously you're not gonna put the same amount of effort on everyone. Yeah, yeah. True. And then it's so easy to just be like, I can't deal with this right now. Okay, but have you ever ghosted someone after meeting them? Oh, but they are also <laughs> ghosting me, so technically it's fine. It's because, a mutual ghost. Yeah, like it was clear that the date didn't go super well. Okay. And so neither of us have texted each other since. So I think it's pretty clear that yeah. it just didn't it didn't spark a joy, you know? It didn't spark joy. That's no, that was a I was part. bored. Sorry. I mean, that I hope happened you don't to me. listen. If you are, I'm sorry. Maybe maybe you text him or her later and you go, "Hey, sorry." No, but you didn't text neither. Why what, what is Let, Let's not get into this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, it it happened to me in Miami where I went on this date. Via text and on FaceTime even, he was great. We were giggling. We were laughing even. We were having a good oh time. God. You were LOLing? Yeah, a little bit, for sure, which is key. Yeah. And then in person, oh my God, it just zero, zero joy, as you zero put it. Joy. Zero joy, zero spark. And then I meant to text him after the date. Also, he tried to kiss me and then I pulled back oh. in in repulsion and then i kissed him anyway because i felt bad which is whatever that's a different topic but that did happen and then after that i kept thinking i need to text him and be like hey i'm sorry this didn't work out you know you you seem great but not for me and i just never did it i kept putting it off and that means that i ghosted him yeah it happens it's okay is it yeah it is so ghosting isn't a new concept no, it's really not. It's really not. Like, we call it ghosting now, and, like, the term is new, and it's kind of related to texting, but actually, the avoidance of someone because you don't feel like you match with them or whatever has been a thing forever, ever since dating was a thing. I feel like that was also a thing, because, you know, sometimes you, you feel like confrontation is really not your thing, you feel uncomfortable telling someone something that you don't like about them, or, you know, you feel like you're going to hurt someone, and then all of a sudden you're like, you know what? This isn't working. I'm just going to ignore you entirely. Yeah. Or even I'm thinking like the 90s, you couldn't just send a text or earlier than 90s. You couldn't just send a text or an email. You had to call them up. Yeah. At their landline. And then you just don't reply to the landline. 
<laughs> you just don't pick up the phone. Yeah, I think it's also probably was there a caller ID? Probably not. <laughs> it's really funny. Then you can just not reply to any to any telephone ever. Ever. <laughs> like, I, I, someone needs to call me. We went on a date. It wasn't working, and then someone is calling you for work. And you're like, sorry, I can't do this. Now. <laughs> can't do this right now. I'm wondering. I did feel guilty about ghosting that one guy, and I have felt guilty before. I'm just, what is the social responsibility that we have towards people specifically that we meet on online dating apps? Yeah, I feel like that's so, like, yeah, it's just a conversation. Like, do you really own someone? Like, sure, it can be hurtful, but I feel like it gets hurtful at a certain point, after a certain point. Like, if you have met in person, yeah. if you have texted for longer than, like, hey, how are you? What are you? Like, you know? Yeah. If it's at a point where you're actually having a conversation, I feel like you can be a bit hurtful. But at the same time, I feel like if you have just, ex- like, told each other, hey, I like this song... <laughs> And then the other person replies, oh, yeah, me too. I like this artist. And then you can you be like, oh, sorry, I didn't reply three weeks ago. Um, I didn't like you. Like, do you really need to do that? Okay, hear me out. Take it one step further than sending them a song. And then you create a blended playlist on Spotify. Did you know that was a thing? Yeah, but... What, okay, how... Like, if you create a from blended this, playlist from on the Spotify... Second, from the second message, that's a bit much, no? <laughs> I'm a bit much. <laughs> but if you create a blended pl- a Spotify playlist, do I still... I can't ghost them anymore. Yeah, Their name is on my Spotify. Then it's a bit... Yeah, then then there's a there's a bit of a boundary there. A little, a little bit, yeah. No, but I, I feel like you don't really own someone an apology when you... Like, you feel like you don't really know them or, like, you feel like there's nothing much there. Because if you do say, oh, I just didn't text you, blah, 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 then it becomes a whole thing. It becomes a whole thing. Doesn't it? I don't know. I feel like... If you say, ah, we weren't going, you know, then you're just rejecting them for no reason, I feel. I mean, ghosting is... But ghosting is rejection, no? Yeah, but milder. I don't know. Am I for ghosting? I hate myself. I think you might be for ghosting. I think you might be pro-ghost. No, but not always. When when you have a connection with someone, when you've met several times and you ghost someone, then it's bad. Then you need to be responsible. You need to communicate. But I'm, I'm saying at the very beginning stage, then it's like... The thing is that I've done that, so I want to say I agree with you, but I think morally, I think it would be nice to to say, hey, I'm not feeling it. Or I guess not. I've also just deleted the app entirely and been like, oh, like, see you never. But, but you know, there was those, we did a bit of research and there was this one article uh, by Navarro et al. That was saying that a lot of people would actually use that as a technique where they would actually delete the app. And that gives people more clarity because it's like they clearly are not into dating people right now. Yeah, until they see me again two months later on the same app because I redownloaded it. Yeah, but that's two months later. In the middle, you didn't want to I'm a new date. person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I Thank think you for that. Then it gives a clear message of like, I'm not interested. If you delete the app, they're like, oh, okay. Then it's not me. It's not Whereas, me. It's, it's, yeah, it's if her. You, if you ghost them specifically, then it's less clear. And people are more like, mm, maybe, what is it? Maybe they're just busy, you know? And then it puts you into a, a thought process of like, what does this mean? For sure. And that can be hurtful. I think the problem there is that you don't know if someone just unmatched you or if they deleted the app. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's where it gets tricky. Yeah, but unmatching still is more clear than just ghosting. I, yeah. I don't know. Right? 
Because then you that clear, is... like, I don't like you. I'm getting rid of you from this <laughs> little platform I have or whatever. Yeah, I mean, okay. I think if we're talking about ghosting in terms of just not responding to someone on online dating apps, I've ghosted dozens. And that might be low. And I think that it feels almost like a constant search for the perfect person on these apps. How realistic is that? How unrealistic is it to be searching for someone that is your romantic match on a dating app? I really do think that when you're on these apps, because like in reality, you can actually connect with someone and, you know, you have a feeling kind of. Whereas on the... A vibe. <laughs> Whereas in on the dating app, you just see pictures, you see a, a bit of information about them, you're like, this is not it. But Whereas if you know someone in real life, even if there's those little things that you would immediately scroll... Wait, what's it? Right? Left? Left. Like, left is reject. Yeah, if you would reject them immediately. In real life, you would be like, yeah, that doesn't matter that much. But when you can be so selective on the apps, where you're just like, no, you don't wear specific type of earrings or whatever it can be anything and then people have these yeah very specific things that they are looking for and then you would those green flags baby yeah and then you just scroll you're like yeah this is perfect or this is not exactly they're not wearing the earrings i wanted so i find someone that does wear the earrings i wanted. or i'm making it like that so it's like obviously most people are not looking for specific earrings but they're looking for other things that are i'm looking specifically for them not to be wearing flip-flops very specifically, keep your toes to yourself. I actually want to read point. you one of the worst profiles I've ever seen. Oh, I can't wait. Okay, so... I am scared. Yeah, we don't even... We're going to call him Dan. Okay. So, Dan, I'm 32 years. Keywords. Social, dancer, bachata and salsa, Dutch, amazing <laughs> career, working in Utrecht, living in Limburg, intellectual, parentheses, PhD, responsible and serious oh intentions. What I'm looking for... A serious relationship with an intellectual and fun person. Please don't be obsessed with corona. Vomit emoji. Can you believe? Oh my god. Also, they are very specifically conservative, which is already concerning. But let me read you the worst part of this man's profile. Our buddy Dan. So Dan's prompt is, if you laugh at this, we'll get along. My jokes can be quite challenging at times, combining intelligence, historical events, and lots of sarcasm. Be ready for a real mind twister. That just means you're not funny, hon. Can you believe the oh, condescension? No. He has no idea. Truly one of the worst profiles I've seen. He and has, I've seen some I've He seen has some no shit. idea. He really thinks people just don't get it. It's not because I'm not funny. No, he thinks he's too smart for everyone. He's looking for an intellectual Maria, don't you understand? Oh my god. His intellectual counterpart, that's what he's searching for. Well, I guess we're not it. I I, definitely not it. (laughs) There's absolutely no way. I mean, so that brings me to the thought that we had been talking about. So there's two ends of the spectrum, right? So we have find the perfect one, never settle you can find your soulmate, right? The, the concept of soulmate. And then as you age, you get, you can't be that picky. Or you have, you're looking at too many red flags. Like you're nitpicking everything. You're never going to find the perfect person. The, these are two extremes of the spectrum. And I've heard both from different people, obviously. Yeah. Different ages. Yeah, I feel like the older people are more like, mm, you need to be very 
why would you stay alone forever? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then, well, they say work through your problems, right? Like, no, Mary. Oh, yeah. If he cheats on me, I'm getting out of here. No, they're like, no, no, you need to work over it. Maybe he was cheating for a reason. Oh, my God. No. The compromise type of thing. Yeah. But I think our generation is very different. And we're always like, you know what? I can't do this. I'm not going to sacrifice my own my own happiness to, Absolutely. to be the person that's not perfect. Which also, then again, goes back to the idea that we, there is someone perfect and we keep looking and looking and we think it'll just be somewhere and then we have relationships that are actually good and we're like, mm, but I it could know. be better. It could be better. They could be having those earrings <laughs> <laughs> and not wearing flip flops. Yeah, I think that when we strive for perfection, obviously we're never going to get to it. But at what point, I don't know, is there a soulmate? Do we is there one soulmate out there? Are there multiple? Yeah, I think. Well, the concept of soulmates is just so it it dates back. Yeah, I think it's such a tra- traditional kind of like idea of what love is. Like, there's someone out there that's really perfect for me, and I think we must also realize that we need to compromise. And obviously, it doesn't have to be compromised to the point where someone is cheating on you. You're like, mm, I don't know. Yeah, but. There's definitely compromises and growth that exists in relationships that needs to happen. Because if you just see, like, one tiny thing that annoys you and you're like, nope, next, then yeah. that can be problematic. Yeah. Okay. Have you seen the show, The One, on Netflix? Are you the one? It's just called The One. Oh, no, but there is another one. Uh, no, The One I haven't seen. Okay, so The One is about this new technology that was developed. And they can find you your genetically perfect match is this like a real thing no okay. it's, it's, it's scripted it's based on a book uh, i've heard the book is better uh, naturally but the show is really good i watched it and i thought that was so interesting and i feel like we are on the path where someone's going to develop something similar like someone's going to find some genetic genetic markers where they're going to pair you up with someone and you're going to think that's your soulmate yeah and then you, it won't be or mm? Nah, probably not though. We don't know. But but I feel like you are a different person as as long as you're growing. So then being someone's soulmate is so deterministic that like there's someone perfect. But like someone could be perfect for me now and in 10 years they won't be perfect for me because I am a different person, you know? Yeah, 100%. And at that point, I mean, the idea of monogamy... Not even 10 years, like two years. Two years, <laughs> yeah. I mean, hopefully you're growing exactly. that much. And the idea of monogamy is that you're growing together, right? That's, that's yeah. the point. I don't know. The idea of soulmates also... Okay, if there if soulmates do exist, like, what are the chances for those people who are anti-dating apps? What are the chances that your soulmate happens to be, like, Billy from Two Doors Down in your hometown? <laughs> what it... Like, what is the chance of that? Not very high. Not very high. There's billions of people on this earth. But, like, this idea of soulmates, I feel like, kind of makes me think of how a lot of people can either be very have very traditional thoughts and it's usually like the older generations or it can be like the more like we'll figure it out and we're kind of experimenting type of people that's uh, it's more uh, my generation i feel like no for sure you can even explore your sexuality yeah there's i think it's so easy to just be like hmm i'll just click on this app and look at both or look at the same sex you know and someone that has never even thought about questioning their sexuality might think hmm how would it feel like if I did that? How would it feel like to be perceived in that way from a gender that I wouldn't otherwise think of in, before? And then it really allows you to very easily 
expand your your gay, options your options yeah i mean the real life equivalent i guess would be going to a gay bar yeah but that's already like way more scary i feel yeah it's definitely more intimidating online you're you're protected by your phone screen you're you're yeah people you like because i feel like especially for straight men if they want to experiment i feel like it's yeah. there's so much stigma surrounding this topic that it would be really hard to actually go and actually have men like touch you or be around you and be perceived that way whereas if you you can way more safely do it from the safety of your own home yeah you just are like hmm, how would it be like and then you're you... so right as a woman going to a gay bar it's seen as less of a it's not you coming out it, it could be just you having a fun night yeah. Whereas a man going to a gay bar, it's definitely, it has because a of more stronger this... connotation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's one thing that it can actually be really beneficial. Like if we're looking for the positives of online dating, I feel like that's definitely one. Yeah, exploring your sexuality. Without having to worry too much. Because also like the the possibility to just click that both or that I'm looking for men, mm-hmm. I'm looking for women, is such a small step compared to spending months trying to get to to get yourself to be like okay maybe i like maybe i like the same sex maybe maybe it's possible i feel like t- for some people it takes years it takes months you know whereas you can just do it and like you might be like mm, actually no and then that's it because in real life if you say it once then it's harder to take it back yeah as well i also think for femme women who are into women it makes it a lot easier yeah because a lot of femme women feel like it, they they're not hit on as much by other women because other women are like are they into women yeah i don't know and then we were looking into liquid love that i mentioned earlier yeah so in his theory of liquid love bauman suggests that increasing technology and individualization is diluting ideals of traditional relationships so traditional norms yeah and nowadays we see that this idea of like a solid love, that's how he's, he refers to it, uh, doesn't exist anymore because of modernity and individualization. People are more keen on finding kind of more like fluid ways of experiencing life. They don't like structure as much. They don't like specific institutions that have existed for many de- generations mm-hmm. to still keep going. And so with dating apps, um, Bauman suggests that we are going into liquid forms of love that are more constructed as you go. Um, And like we said earlier, like you can also grow together, but in a different type of way. And we see also a lot of new ways of dating. Like we see polyamory being more famous nowadays and also being able to experiment by searching up different people that you wouldn't otherwise in your everyday life through the online dating apps. Well, a question that comes up when it comes to liquid love and liquid modernity is, does this serve to make people less lonely or mo- more lonely? Yeah, I think that's a general thing that exists within this, like, modernization type of um, yeah. discourse that, like, sure, it's super good to have a lot of ability to have different options and choices and blah, blah, blah. But to what extent is this then debilitating for a human being that was supposed to kind of be more simplistic. And then you live in this society where you have a thousand choices to make every single day and it can be really overwhelming. Decision fatigue. Yeah, honestly, fully exists. like I feel it. With dating apps? With anything. Yeah. Sometimes it's just like, this was tiring and all you did was 
choose which thing to buy to eat that day and go on this app for three minutes. Already, I feel like that can be exhausting. exhausting. And it's, it's really stupid, though, when you think about it, because there was all these people that were really physically exhausting themselves in the 30s or whatever. <laughs> and then we're sitting here doing absolutely nothing all day and we're exhausted. But the mentality of a human, I mean, I have no, like interest in biology or know anything about this but i feel like to some extent humans we're kind of meant to be more simple and now we live in this complex society that give us choices every single day every also, single second instant and then, gratification yeah and then all of a sudden we are just here we're living but are we are we happy i don't know with all these choices well that's where also we we go into like dating apps can be kind of like a game yeah oh yeah really like <laughs> when you when you look at it like tinder like at the app if you look at it it really kind of looks like a game a lot of people have been i've seen like memes on the internet where they're just kind of like ah, it's like you look at attractive people and you collect them like um pokemon, pokemon. i've seen a lot of dating apps where people just like you know, instead of pictures of themselves, they put memes or like have along with pictures of themselves. Yes. They also have memes. And there's one that I saw that was super funny. That was like this person that was just being like, oh, look at these. I'm collecting Pokemon cards, but they're just attractive people. <laughs> and this is like a meme. It was really funny. Anyway, it's funny if you see it, but that's the oh, point. One time I saw this guy on a dating app that actually created a PowerPoint presentation explaining why anyone should date him. It was actually really good, but I, I swiped left. <laughs> it just wasn't for you. This was not for me. That was a lot of effort. Yeah, some people go in hard. I mean, the way that we present ourselves on dating apps is, it's our best self. It's a very beautiful, curated uh, version of ourselves, I think. Yeah, I feel like we're all just kind of like putting up a specific image that we want people to have of us. Yeah, like, or even that we want to have of ourselves. Yeah. Like, what do you, who is my best self? Like, who am I? And then you're like, mm, I love it when I go for brunch. I, p- I put a picture of me going to brunch. <laughs> or even, you know how you can put how often you work out oh. on on Bumble. Yeah. You can literally specify, like, yeah. rarely, never, sometimes. Um, yeah, I switch that up depending on the month, depending on how often I'm going to Pilates. Uh, fair. Yeah. That makes sense, though. So. Yeah, but that's, a, that's one way that I, like, manage my impression, the impression that I'm making on others through this app, which we're all doing. Yeah, I think it kind of it made us think of the way that it connects to the performance theory that Goffman has introduced. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys know, but basically Goffman is a sociologist that um, would talk about how humans are always performing. No matter what you're doing, you're performing. You are putting like a mask on depending on what kind of role you're presenting yourself with that more that specific situation yeah so you can be like i am a daughter now so i will act like a daughter or i am a friend now i will act like a like a friend or i am a student so i will act like a student and depending on the situation you're a different person you're performing different roles and we're thinking about it in relation to you know having a profile on a dating app because technically you're kind of performing a specific role that you want to have like of a lover of a funny person of someone that goes to pilates it could be (laughs) anything you know and you're trying to show this specific part of yourself and to some extent it's kind of like self-commodification yeah yeah i think that kind of summarized everything we wanted to talk about okay wait wait what? I-, I have a question for you okay okay i want you to tell me 
your biggest red flags on dating apps? The ones that you see oh. that make you want to swipe left immediately. Being buff. Oh my god, I cannot. <laughs> what do you? Like, it can be you man, like a, woman. If you are buff, if you no, I you, I can't. No, you like thank a skinny you. scrawny. Skinny, scrawny. No, you can be, you can be fluffy also, but just oh. not, not buff. Like, 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 like because uh, you worked out, buff. No, no, thank you. Okay, keep That's going. One. Rapid fire. Oh shit, there's more. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like if you're too basic, if you're kind of like boring, like I don't know. Oh, you like a Marty? I like a Marty. Weird. Bald. Sometimes. <laughs> I feel also. Right now, I'm only looking at women on the dating apps. Okay. Uh, so if any man shows up, I'm like, why are you here? First of all, because they're not supposed to be here. But <laughs> also, like, if any man was, like, with a weird fish or something. Like, if you're like, I conquered. I'm like, go away. I, I don't came, know. I saw, I conquered, baby. Uh, no, I would <laughs> no, run away the other sexy way. sexy to you? <laughs> Holding up a big old fish? I would vomit. I, I grew up in Miami. So you can imagine the, the number of gorgeous fish i've seen oh, no. all all across my day okay apps. you go fast okay um, she has them written down yeah she's wait, cheating i'm yeah well i'm gonna read them out loud because they're really good okay ready I'm they ready. have their insta handle on their bio red flag they have don't take yourself too seriously or don't take life too seriously as one of their proper sponsors that means that you want someone with no healthy boundaries and that doesn't stand up for themselves like that, mm, i just think about that yes Fair. Red flag. Smart. Okay, next. Just a bunch of emojis on their bio. Absolutely not. Oh, God. Absolutely not. Conservative, big fat red flag. Yeah. Only has selfies. Also bad. Big fat red flag. Also, if they're like really like bad selfies that are like fuzzy or something. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of classist though. Oof. But. Oof. Okay, let's not get into that. Yeah, I mean that's a whole Big different. Reflection. That's a whole different episode. Anyway, <laughs> that's that's it for the, this episode. We did it. So we want you to tell us your dating up red flags. So when we put up our Instagram post of this episode, comment with your red flags. I really want to hear them. I love hearing about people's red flags. They're always so different and very specific, and I love that. Also, and then I'll be like, oh, that can be mine also now. Oh yeah, we're just adopting other people's red flags, making yeah. them our own. As we mentioned. You should go to our Instagram anyway. It's unapologetic.sec. Uh, we hope to see you there. You can answer our questions. And we're going to have a little quiz as well. And if you're in Amsterdam and you're going to the borough on Valentine's Day, then you should do the quiz and you might be able to win some cool stuff. Fun. Yeah. Go on the Instagram, follow us, do the quiz. And also, we really want you guys to tell your friends about the podcast. Because did you Did you laugh during this podcast? Did you? Did you let out a, gi- a little giggle? Share it. Share it? Share, Share it with your friends. Share it with your mom, your dad, your grandpa. Ooh. Maybe not your grandpa. Yeah. Definitely not my grandpa. <laughs> That's it. Hope you liked this episode. If you did, uh, let us know. We love you. Bye. Bye.